Revved up like the douches we are, we're blinded by the light, this week on The Hapless Heroes. Ouch. To the TM. <laughs> Hedrick dies Yikes. first. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I am Francesco, and oh boy, does it feel good to be back in the DM chair. I have with me a wonderful cast of characters. Uh, You know them. You love them. They are, starting on my virtual left, Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. It's good to be back. John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Where are we this time? Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Who said that? Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Zach as Pregnart. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. He was a good fish. And James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. When we last left off, there was a lot of stuff that was happening. So we'll just do a quick recap here for our audience, because, you know, we're starting a new story arc, so to speak. Um, We're really, you know, always continuing off the last one. Uh, You know, Dave had described the battle between the literal forces of good and evil, Valen and her legions of angels and and other divine forces whatever remain you know uh after the chaos and 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 destruction that vecna has wrought in the outer planes um we're fighting against vecna's assault on the heavens and felix had been whispering some stuff to dr heinz um something something about a plan b in case things don't work out and uh looks like plan b is starting to happen because right before we left off all of the angels simultaneously dropped dead felix and dr hines looked at each other as if to signal it's time for plan b boris was asked to produce the liquid time she had heisted from the now baby bruhoff lightfoot the transmutationist you had met here in one of the layers of heaven which was now being stored in a goldfish bowl that you had probably stolen from somewhere else, knowing Boris. And the gold, there was a goldfish swimming in this liquid time. Felix produced the clocks he had taken from the dwarven maintenance room. Dr. Heinz dipped one of the clocks into the liquid time, swallowed the goldfish, and smashed, one of the, and smashed the clock. And then everything went white for all of you. You know, calling it the goldfish instead of Chuck doesn't make it less murder. (laughs) It kind of does. 
Yeah. O- okay. Have you forgotten murder is one of the things we do best around here? Damn it. Not pet murder. That's kind of uh, <laughs> pushing the boundaries there. Before we get to start arguing with each other, I do want to just bring us right back to the everything goes white. Okay. Your your senses are overwhelmed by this light. It, your ears start to ring, and your bodies feel just like almost like uneasy, queasy, as if like they're moving at a rapid rate but yet staying in the same place. Like you don't actually feel like you're. Like your feet aren't moving the ground. There's no ground moving beneath you, but yet you feel like you are lurching somewhere, like in some direction, like everything else around you is sort of moving in that direction. And after what, you know, after a few moments that probably feel like an eternity of just this very uncomfortable, like sort of vacuous feeling, you guys find yourself what appears to be a wizard's study. Hmm. How do this you, room? Well, how does it appear that way? This room is, I mean, line. It's 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 almost like circular, uh, and the walls are lined with bookshelves and like display cases filled with curios, jars of interesting liquids or other preserved items of varying degree i mean there's there's so much like at a glance it's like you know you can, it's hard to pick anything in particular out there's like a desks filled you know with like um, little like almost like alchemy devices and notes scattered about papers are on the floor it does not look like it's very well kept there's even like a ladder that reaches up into another array of bookshelves like it's almost as if like you're at the top of it the of, of a spire of like a wizard's tower um, there's like windows, there's like little portholes and windows that look outside. There appears to even be a mechanism attached to the window that um, can rotate and almost like, you know, it's like, a, like, a, like, a, like a fan that can blow air in or out um, from the outdoors. And it's quiet, but there's, if there's one thing and one detail you notice about this room is that there is on one of the desks a bowl like a large bowl filled with water and a goldfish swimming inside of it. Is it murdered or unmurdered? It is very much alive and swimming around. Okay. It runs to the goldfish and examines it closely to see if it's Chuck, expecting she will know the difference between Chuck and any other goldfish, fully believing that she will be able to tell. Well, Chuck has that like iconic tattoo, right? <laughs> you know um, the one? It's right below his fin, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's a tattoo of um, Betty Boop riding a motorcycle. Kind of like the hell. Bat Out of Hell, yeah, kind of like the Bat Out of Hell cover, just with Betty Boop. Yeah, yeah, it's the Bat Out of Hell <laughs> cover, but instead of Meatloaf, <laughs> it's Betty Boop. Um, Boris. Yes. Please make me an investigation check. Excellent. I rolled my dice in anticipation of that. Uh, investigation plus six, 25. This goldfish looks very similar to Chuck. 
there's a lot of de- there's a lot of things about it look, that look the same. I'm not sure if this whole tattoo thing was just some bullshit you guys were making up, or if Chuck really did have a tattoo as a goldfish. Not to my knowledge. Um, no. Oh. But um, then the tattoo would be a dead giveaway. If this goldfish has a tattoo of Betty Boop <laughs> riding a motorcycle, it's definitely not your goldfish. Wait, James, do you call her Betty Boop or Betty? Or somebody uh, gave my goldfish a tattoo. Ooh, ooh! Now we don't know. Now we'll never know. Boris considers this uh, this goldfish Chuck-like enough and picks up the bowl and says Chuckenstein, and then puts it in her pocket immediately. <laughs> Chuck. I mean, I didn't name, of course. finish describing anything to you, but that's fine. Cool. Um, the bowl and the goldfish are in your pocket. Yeah. Don't even care. Now, Not is it anybody a- else touch the goldfish? Perfect. Is is it a proper fish bowl? Yeah, it was a proper fish bowl. Okay, because I was imagining some large bowl for salads or no, something. No, no. Like proper <laughs> proper fish bowl. I was trying to like lead to the fact that it's a goldfish bowl without like necessarily just saying flat out it's a goldfish bowl. It's a goldfish and a salad bowl. Is <laughs> is the dude here, Doctor Hines? There doesn't there does not appear to be anyone else here besides the seven of you. Do we recognize this tower or this study at all from like anybody? Because you've been in a couple of no. these before. Okay. None of this. None of this looks familiar. Hell, some of the curios and, and other items in here don't even look familiar at all. Like you couldn't even as, like they're. As a cleric, I'm gonna start taking a look through some of the magic, looking shit. Can okay. any um, can anyone here detect magic? Probably. Why would we want sure. to do that? You sound fucking. It, 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 it all looks pretty magic already. I mean. Yeah, yeah but sure. I mean, maybe something gives off a certain signature. I only know how to dispel it, and frankly, I'm not sure if I should even move in this room. I don't have that equipped, so I cannot. John might. Detect people. Pregnant get- says, Pregnant says out loud, Hello, is anyone home? Maybe we should find out if we're like in some. Well, hold on. He says he says it. So right. no, there doesn't it appears there doesn't appear to be any response from anything um, in the room. Uh, you can see that there is a in like one of the along one of the edges of the room because it is like circular. There is a set of stairs that kind of go down to a door, but that door is closed and it appears to be latched from inside here. So you would have to unlock it and open it to the outside for anyone else to be able to come in. I'm going to start pocketing uh, interesting looking trinkets and proceed to do that for the entire time until something else interesting happens. Um, the room's going to be cleaned out. <laughs> Boris, make me while you're while you're, I guess, pocketing random things. First, of all, I'm going to ask you for two things. Okay. Um, DM me a list of like mundane and stupid things, right? Because you always love to do this. With well, they wouldn't all be mundane and stupid things, so you'll have to throw some other things that I may pick. I'll throw some other things in there, but like me. I'm saying, like I'm saying, like whatever, like little trinkets you may be looking for. DM me those things. Okay. Um, but also, make me a perception check while you are doing that. Come on, be lucky, dice. I'm gonna use a lucky. You're going to use a lucky, one of your lucky feet die to reroll this. All right. Oh, I sure am. I like it. I like it. I like it. Daring. Good idea, Why? I feel like there might be important <laughs> things in this room. Let's not keep that nat one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was guessing it was. 
Mm-hmm. First roll of the night. Good job. Oh, that's much better. Oh, no, it was a second. Uh, 26. 26. So, there appear to be quite a few um, noteworthy things in the room. You can see that there is in a, in a locked glass display case, there is an, a what looks to be a rather intricately carved wand, a magic wand, but it is locked in a glass display case. How, uh, what, what's the lock look like? The lock itself looks like a normal padlock, but without a keyhole. So like a combination lock, or there's just like no. nothing there, like it's probably there's magical. You should look on the back. Look on the back, it might be on the back. No, I'm saying, like, with this amazing perception check, like... Assuming that I looked at the lock and that I observed this thing, yeah. There does not appear to be an unlocking mechanism that you can see externally. As an expert lock picker. (laughs) Right. Yes, there's there's nowhere for you to put your thieves' tools into. In fact, even where where the, the padlock connects together, the gaps where the metal, you know, like the metal parts of it... Uh, clasp are so airtight that you could barely even fit like one of your thinnest tools in there. Almost like it was intentionally permanently locked. That are magically locked, um, as was uh, inferred before too. Um, there is also uh, there's there appears to be several different bags filled with coins of different kinds they look to be some, like some of them are different gold coins and some are platinum coins but they all seem to be minted from different um, places around Telduria um, the quantity that you find the most of are marks that were minted in the city of Ul which, to your character's all knowledge, 160 years ago, that city went boom, and the foul upheaval happened, and that's when the undead started pouring in from the Crucible Lands. These are collectible coins. Nice. Let's get to a dealer. Uh, the other thing you find is a nameplate on a desk. This nameplate is made of solid gold, and etched into it is the name Dr. Richard J. Heinz. Dick Heinz? <laughs> okay, so I put all of the bags of coins in my pocket, along with whatever other random objects, and definitely take the nameplate on the desk, and before I do anything else specifically, I should see if anybody else is doing stuff while I'm doing things, but there's something else I'm going to do here in about two minutes, so there is a yeah, time Yeah, there. yeah, so let's, yeah, so let's, 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 let's <laughs> put a hold on that for a second. So yeah, let's pan around the room here. Um, what... This is like while Boris is kind of getting a lay of the land, rummaging around, looking around the room. What is everybody else doing? Uh, Jarl's kind of just taking a brief stroll around the room, looking to see. Once he notices that, or does Boris say that it's Doctor Heinz's office or like study? Does anybody at else? Is, at, 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 by this point, has Boris shared? Because she, because she. I mean, that's gonna be the last thing I go grab out of all the stuff I'm grabbing. But so you're so be... quick that, like, if you don't tell us and you pocket it right away, none of us know that. I will mention it 
when I get to it, yes. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> difficult for any of us to even possibly roll the kind of perception it right. takes to beat her sleight of hand. Right. If she's trying, I she, don't she, directly go to that thing. I'm fit. I'm like doing some other stuff first, so somebody else would have time to like notice that that gold name so plate is there. So let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. What would be the first thing that Boris is trying to do? Would that be like you know? Are you looking for, at the wand? Are you trying to you grabbing the gold pieces? Like, what's the first thing you're doing? I notice the wand, look at the padlock, and see I can't pick it, and then start like picking up some other things from like Destin tables that are interesting me, including some of the bags of coins as I'm heading towards that big gold. Yeah. So, plate. I mean, you notice, you notice the nameplate, you took note of it. You haven't mentioned it yet, but okay, that's it. So we'll, we'll kind of, I haven't actually it. like read it so much as just noticed there's a bar of gold sitting on Got the it. desk, which is my end goal Got of it. stealing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put a, we'll put a pin in that. Um, so yeah. Jarell, you said you were just kind of taking a stroll around. Is there anything in particular you're looking for or looking um, at? Or? Looking for anything indicating any undead presence. Uh, I, I would feel much more comfortable if I did notice <laughs> that uh, Dr. Hines' nameplate was there. Um, would you have used a divine sense at this that's, point? That's why I was asking if uh, Boris had mentioned it or not. Because if, if she had mentioned Dr. Hines as being the owner of this room, I would probably not it's use hard, divine sense. It's hard to take back information. Right. Right. So I, 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 don't, I, I might as well just use a divine sense anyway, because I don't really often get to do these anymore. Um, so I have 60 feet of knowing if anything is a celestial fiend, undead, consecrated, or desecrated. Anything within 60 feet. Nothing? Um, there actually is both a consecrated and desecrated object in sealed glass display cases. What do they look like? The consecrated object looks like a simple, well, I shouldn't say simple, but it well, a rather large golden chalice. Okay. And the desecrated item is a jeweled skull. Jarl would take interest in the consecrated item and do a religion check on it if he could. Sure. Uh, 17. I mean, you've read, like, fictional tales about a holy grail. Oh, okay. Surely one could not exist. Surely. But but it's, it's it seems similar to those, like, childhood stories I had heard about chalices like this one. Potentially yes. like this one. The... The case itself that it is being displayed in shines with a golden light, but there does not appear to be any actual external light source that is producing that in there. Is okay. there a lock or a locking mechanism on this one? Um, similar to what I described for the magic wand, the um, like the, there are similar locking mechanisms on these display cases as well. The desecrated one, I will note, has several locks. <laughs> so you're saying this is a grail-shaped beacon? Pretty much. Really noted. Uh, Jarrell's kind of paying a, a closer attention to that now that he's noticed it. Um, it seems like it might be useful, but he's not really sure. So he's kind of like looking at it, trying to figure out how to open it, if he can. 
Okay, I'm just gonna uh, give a give a moment to anyone else who maybe wanted to interact with like what information you already have right now. I'm not sure if there's anyone else who wanted to jump at something. I just want to give anyone else an opportunity before we continue. Do uh, the bookcases have any of those uh, like wheeled ladders? That yes. You can, uh, yep. Uh, Pregnant's riding around on those. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Perfect. Yep. So we're, we're, we are now we're, we're starting to increase the chaos that's happening in this room. It's perfect. Okay. Quinn um, was trying to uh, take a look at the books, but of course, Pregnar beat him to the ladder. Kind of getting in the way now. So yep. I'm just getting frustrated because the ladder keeps like pushing me out of Whee! the way. Of the book well, case. do you need to Whee! communicate that you want to use the ladder because Pregnar will get off and push you? <laughs> just as long as he can play with the ladder I'm I'm okay I'm gonna trust that I'm gonna communicate to Pregnart that I need the ladder yeah, Pregnart okay. I, can you get down off the ladder please I, I would really like to look at the higher higher shelves yeah no problem which shelf should I take you to Queen uh, keep it here for now I just wanna go up are higher you sure you, are you sure you don't want to look at that yeah, shelf yeah, over yes. there please just just keep it here. I would I would prefer not to move. Oh, darn it. Uh, Quinn, make me just a perception check while you're up there. I'll, and I, I'll make sure I still get Hoblet and um, Hedrick before we move on, just in case you yep. guys need some news. 15. 15. Okay. Um, wow. Lots of books here. Some titles you've heard of, like some 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 classics, but there's these. They seem to be broken out into sections, but these sections themselves already you can tell are not organized well because there's stuff in these sections that don't belong there. Like there's fiction in the research section, there is romance in the nonfiction section. Like it's 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 a little haphazardly put together. Sure, um, um, I immediately start to. Throw the books that are in the wrong section down toward Pregnar. Okay, um, you pull <laughs> you pull several titles, and you know they plop down. You know I, I don't want to start coming up with arbitrary titles for books right now, but sure, you start. Yeah, you start pulling the, the books. The down. hero's bosom, my favorite. So you're now starting to deconstruct this bookshelf. Great. So we have Quinn and pregnart you know affecting this and now they're you know they're pulling books off of shelves uh hedrick what are you doing um first thing just a cursory glance for anything resembling an instrument or anything musical that might be in a particularly shaped case or out yes. in the open yes there is in a case um looks like there's like a like a purple light in this one because why not uh, there what appears to be something like a lap steel. Ooh. Um, how big is the case? It's it's very tall and vertical, and it, the lap steel itself is on a stand inside the case. It's locked again by another one of those locks without a like keyhole. Um, and the lap steel itself, like it's almost completely like rectangular or more like trapezoidal as it kind of like you know gets a little smaller towards the like where the tuners the, yeah the tuners are in the street you know where it's strung up um but the entire and the entirety of it is made of like a, a very like dark almost like a darkish darkish red wood 
and the wood has been carved. It's like a lot of different like filigree. All of the filigree has been filled in with like gold paint. Um, it's it looks very fancy, and the strings themselves look to be made of gold, or at least coated in gold. It it, it sparkles and shines something fierce. If I were to cast a dispel magic, would I be able to focus it on the lock, or do I you know try. it would it would affect other things around it as well? Um, you would well dispel magic. You have to you, you have to choose an object. It's so one one object. I just wanted to one make sure. Or object. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I would like to try dispel magic on uh, on this lock to see if what I can level get it open. Are you casting dispel magic at? Uh, knowing Doctor Hines. It's a third level. I'll cast it at uh, sixth level. Okay, make me a spellcasting ability check, please. It does not automatically end any effect. Oh, no. It's a, a two. Let me get my spell attack bonus is plus ten. Or is it just uh, five? Cast, just just check, cal- it's charisma. Just, yeah, it's, it's it's just an ability check using your spellcasting ability. Yep. So just a seven. Check. Seven. Seven. Yeah, no. Um, uh, the DC equals ten plus the spell's level, uh, and then that will not do it. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, but I did not cast at a level high enough that would automatically automatically dispel it. Correct. Yeah. Um, well, he'll just turn over. <laughs> serious serious magic is keeping these locked. And it's obviously too big for me to handle at this point. Um, like it's cumbersome to try and move this thing. It's the whole the whole case. Yeah, yeah. The, the cases <laughs> the, the, the cases themselves are secured into like the, the floor and foundation of ah, this, like, this floor. Okay. Um, well, Hedrick will turn to zero. Well, it's just like the old times. It's good to see you again, friend. Uh, where's Felix? He didn't. He's with that Doctor Hines. Man, if this is his place, and the last time we saw this thing, it was vaporized when we were on the Tri-Nation Peninsula. His whole workshop was destroyed. This looks nothing like... Well, okay, I shouldn't say nothing like, but... It's not the same place. This is not the same place. Um, Could I do one more thing and just go over to a window and look out the window? Yes. Looking out the window... You can see that you are incredibly high, like in, in a tower that is ridiculously high, and are at the top level, looking down over a massive city that itself is circular. Are in we its construction? Are we like obnoxiously high? Obnoxiously high. Okay. Are we in Pittsburgh? Because that was the last time I was that high. <laughs> Bet you were Panama Red. So, Zero, um, after having been addressed by Hedrick, maybe a good whole 10 seconds later, finally sort of snaps out of it. He has still had his, uh, his personal signature weapon, Reason, spun up and at the ready, his eyes glowing a fierce red. And after, after it takes him a moment, you know, to sort of snap back into it, his eyes returning to silver and sort of fading towards pink every now and again. 
Um, and he spins down his weapon and stows it on his back. Hmm. Interesting. About Felix, I mean, that he's not here along with uh, Dr. Hines, you said, right? I mean, I presume. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm I'm still catching up. Well, so far, the only life form that was in this room is now in Boris's bag. Before we get too oh. far, Hoblet, was there anything in particular you were doing too, or no? He's just perusing. You're um, just perusing. If, yeah, no. If I got to the coins before Boris, I would look at them. But if Boris took the coins, then I suppose I'm too late. There's a lot of them, he said. Yeah, bags and bags. You would have gotten at least one bag before I got to it, I'm sure. I'm curious if they have a date on them. Like a minted date? Yes. Or if I'm able to tell yeah. it, like... Sure. Well, because if he's got coins from Ul, either we went, like, clearly some time shit might have happened. So, like, is it current day, or did we go forward in time, or back in time? Like, are they coins I mean, that we recognize as, like... Some of the coins are. Okay. They are from regions that... I mean, is know. there, like... I guess what I'm getting at is there is, like... If we found a bunch of coins now and there was like a bag of Confederate money, we'd be like, oh, this is really old shit. Like, is there any like gone nation coins here or like cool. Yes. <laughs> other than that, like all the other coins are coins that we know about. Actually, that's a great question. That's what that's what I'm asking is like, how far Hoblet, back are we? Hoblet, you were I'm old like, enough. Right, I'm like old enough to remember a time. You were old enough to remember a time before the fall upheaval, and before you know, because that changed that changed the landscape of the world significantly in your lifetime. Tell me about it. I was there. It, it, it went from you know the world went from kind of you know the southern kingdoms were arranged a lot differently. A lot of factions rose up in the wake of mm -hmm. the fall upheaval because suddenly now the fractured and warring kingdoms of the South had to unite and reshape themselves to combat a common enemy. Mm -hmm. um, so like how so old are like, these coins? The like, for example, the Derekine Protectorate was formed in the wake of the fall upheaval. Before that, the, the nations of that Derekine Peninsula were, were their own entities. Right. Um, there are coins in these piles that represent the individual entities of the Derekine Peninsula. Interesting. V, V, interesting. It was a great question. So I, I felt like it deserved a good answer. Thank you. I, I asked it only because I know I'm so old. So like, I might recognize yes. some coins. You, I think, in of the party, were the only person alive before the fall of people happened. Gangster's gonna gangster. And Boris doesn't care. She's just pocketing the coins without looking at them because right. they're coins. Um, uh, out of curiosity, Hoblet, in your youth, right? Because you would have been, if you're like 300 something now, mm -hmm. you would have been in like your mid 100s when the fall of evil happened. All right. So you were still a strapping young dwarf. 
you know, you were just kind of figuring shit out, right? Yeah. You watched, you've, you, there was, you, you only, you only watched your first generation of humans in whatever civilization they have right. go through its rotation, right? right? Did you get out much from the Gray Citadel? Did you like go out and explore like, you know, the more I guess like diverse lands of Telduria, or did you kind of like stick with your 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 peeps, stick to the mountains, stick underground? You know what I mean for the most part. I feel like I got out because got I, out. Know, so would you, I know would you the have seen life well. Would you have seen Ul before it was destroyed? Would you have made a trip out there? It was far. trying to think of what I could have done. Maybe we brought some stone there from our mountain. Yeah, Would that's entirely have... possible. Yeah. yeah, you could have been transporting stone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of materials that were needed. So there. sure, why the fuck not? Maybe I did go okay. to Ul. So you've been to Ul before. Um, did you look out the window too, or was that just a, uh, a Hedrick thing? I guess you were perusing. Um, is it a big window? I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm you'd actually really... probably... You'd have to step up on something to look out. No, then I did not look out. Okay. Uh, maybe after I found the coins, though, I'd be interested in taking a peek. Yeah, sure. Is Boris gone to the desk yet? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'll say that to, to, to move before we, right, right as we move to Boris, Hobble, you look out the window. That's fucking wool down there, baby. I can tell even from how high we are. Yes. Okay. You this, this this city is un mistakable it was the only city of its kind like this uh a okay. real hallmark pinnacle of civilization hoblet might as boris goes to do what boris is going to, the to desk. do um yeah. hoblet might look more shaken like shell-shocked than anyone has ever seen him. Even all the yeah, times he's been down. I'm just like in a state of like w my face is losing color. Yeah. It's belief as to Sounds what I'm good. witnessing. Boris, the, the, uh, the desk with the golden nameplate is in front of you. Just confirming of all of these locked glass cabinets in the room, including the one with a golden chalice and a jeweled skull, the one that Boris noticed is the one with the wand in it. Listen, okay, like I'm making a lot of stuff up on the fly here. So you gotta <laughs> bear with me. Would okay? Boris have also noticed the one with all of the locks on it when she was looking around? Yes. Okay. It was just on a it was just in a different side of the room than where you were currently investigating. Okay. I only noticed because of my divine sense. How far away is that one, the one with all the locks on it that looks like it's probably got the most expensive thing in it? Um from the desk that's a bold assumption. That that's, that's why all the locks assumption. are on it. It's yeah. a big <laughs> assumption. Um it's just it's just on the other side of the room. This is this, this is, is a room. Okay. large room, but it's not like you're it's at like, the top room. of a tower that, like, you know, it's obviously smaller up here than it would be at its base. But, I mean, it's okay. it's a, it's a significantly sized room. So Boris gets to the desk. She picks up this big, solid gold nameplate, looks at it, and it's reads it. Heavy. Yeah, she flips it up in her hand a couple of times, right, the way you would with, say, a brick, and goes, oh, this is Dr. Hines' office, and turns around and hucks it as hard as she can at the glass cabinet with all of the locks on it. Uh, Ken Jarrell 
use his no. reaction to protect the cabinet. Sure, you can try. Okay. Um, I'm going to make that a disadvantage then. Boris, roll me an attack. A, a, an imp- I guess like a, a ranged, improvised ranged weapon attack. So just give me a dexterity roll, please. A dex roll. Okay. Yeah. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. Okay. Seventeen. For just a straight dex okay. roll. You ma- you managed to get it past um, Jarrell's like attempt to block, but these this solid gold this 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 gold nameplate literally just bonks onto this like like pane of glass or whatever and just falls flat to the ground. Okay. Jarrell will turn. Do not touch this one. It's horribly desecrated. But it's so I, shiny. Look at this Jarell. one. This one's much nicer. If you want anything in this room, I'm sure that this chalice would be more useful than that awful evil thing. Boris walks over, picks up the gold nameplate, and starts whacking the well, glass cabinet before, that Jarell is pointing before you, at. I was going to say, before you start whacking anything, Jarell, you notice at your feet a nameplate that says Dr. Richard James, R- Richard J. Hines. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zero also hears this. Yes. Yeah. Jarrell's not shocked, and he will say, "Oh, this is Doctor Hines's office." Hey, Hoblet, look at this. Uh, Hoblet, are you okay? You look pale, old boy. Doctor, who now? Oh, uh, Jarrell will toss the gold brick uh, to Zero. Oh. <laughs> just to- casually tossing like an actually heavy like well between Jarrell and Zero that's totally like <laughs> like we're yeah. the two that could definitely like they're yeah. playing keep it's away just- Boris is in the middle trying to catch it <laughs> <laughs> I- how tall is Boris again just under five feet I think let me double check what I wrote on my character sheet for that exactly five feet I, this, something is wrong. We, we shouldn't be here. Where is here? Where? Where is here? I, we're not here. We shouldn't be here. This place doesn't exist. You could say that about the last five or six places we've been, yeah. <laughs> this, this is Ool. Oh, I thought you were going to say somewhere strange. <laughs> well, that may be, Zero. I mean, we did retrieve you from an ideal situation and brought you into our shitty mess. Hey. Somehow, I mean, we seem to be in the past in we're some back. regard. We're back on the prime material plane. We got the where right, we just have the when a little bit off. You can say that again. I think whatever Dr. Hines did has given us an opportunity and we gotta make sure we make 
full advantage of it. This seemed like Felix's idea. Why would he want us to go back here, though? And where is that little man? And Zero said, yes, and bonks himself on the forehead with the uh, nameplate that's uh, in his hand. We were just thinking about that. So what on earth could he have been up to? And right now, his left eye is silver. His right eye is a bright, blazing red. I'm so frustrated with him so far. The best part of his plan is that he's not round. <laughs> Ouch. To the DM. <laughs> Hedrick dies <Yikes>. first. <laughs> window. A lightning bolt shoots out of the corner and blasts. <laughs> One rock falls and it falls. <laughs> You're right. Pregnard um, uh, has been thinking about rifling through this desk for a while. So he's sure. going to make... Make an investigation check, please. Uh, 13. 13. Um, lots of papers scattered in here and stuff that's not really that interesting to you. The only thing that you do find of note is a calendar. Oh, okay. That's useful. I don't know if Pregnar knows what that is. <laughs> yep. And it Pregnard looks like kind of know, lives outside of the concept of time. Yep, it looks like some days are crossed off and we are in the middle of a month. Um, he calls in for backup. Uh, does this mean anything to anyone? Um, when would like to be up, closest? He, he holds up a calendar. That's true. He holds up a calendar that is for the year 1214, which you know as... The year the foul upheaval happened. And the month is? September. And the foul upheaval happened in? Naptober. Scrambluary. September. <laughs> and the day is? That Word. day. <laughs> that well, no, it's day. not. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it is that that day is three days from now. Okay, and th this would probably be common knowledge. It's like, you know, kind of like or a Pearl Harbor type thing. Yeah. 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 If if they te if they teach days in school, this is one of those days they teach in school. Right. And school is, is off. This is three days before the event that destroyed the city. Oh. That's well, that's not good. So it's okay. So three days from now is when the fall upheaval happens. Correct. Got it. Okay. Can I um, try to infer from things around me, like when was the last time someone was, someone was here in this office, this library? Um, well, if this calendar is circled for today, if today is the three days before the day and the calendar leaves off Right, but a calendar can be marked whenever. Day. We don't. The calendar is the only point of reference we have. We have nothing. That, that is does. that is that is your current point of reference for the last time someone was in this room today. We're assuming it's three well, days. How do we know that the, based on the how calendar? How do we know that the calendar is current? You, you don't. The I goldfish guess. hasn't starved. <laughs> the time traveling so, goldfish that may have came with us. <laughs> maybe. So the fact of the matter is that the goldfish that, who was causally here first. 
<laughs> is there a gap? Is there a gap under the door of the uh, of the library? Um, like the one that goes, like the one down the stairs that leads out of here. Yeah, I don't know what's on the other side. There's a, we're in the library, and you said there's a closed door. Yeah, that could there open is, from our side. There's a door that goes out from this. Like it looks like, this is, looks like more like a personal like study office. Like, this is literally mm. the top of the. I'm just seeing Fire. if there's a three-inch gap under the door that I can liquefy my head and just poke my <laughs> eyeballs out <laughs> underneath. Okay, you know, I think like that's hilarious. Eyes. So, sure. Yeah, why not? All right. Um, Pregnart shifts form and uh, squelches over to the door and uh, puts his eyeball parts underneath the door, which is obviously uh, three inches or more uh, from the ground. <laughs> and... Um, his uh, eyes pop out on the other side and blink, and uh, he takes a peek on uh, out, out, out uh, from under this gap. It's a spiral staircase that continues to go down, but appears to kind of almost take, be taking a wider curve, as if this is already st- this this area is already starting to like, expand and get larger, like as a, like, and wider as it descends. Uh. Yeah. Um, he, you he shifts can... form back to solid after he pulls his eyes out. You could also hear oh. um, the sounds of lots of people talking mm. in the distance. Can I hear subject matter? No, it was like a crowd, like okay. just lots of people. Well, that excites him, and he uh, pulls his eyeball parts out from underneath the door and tries to open it. Yeah, you have to just unclasp the lock, and it opens. Unclasping, unlocking, open it up. Uh, Jarrell would goes. notice this, of course, and be yeah, quickly fine. Yeah, just trying to leave, yeah. <laughs> Pregnant, hold on, and he will... I hear uh, people over there. I want to go say hi. And I, I'm sure that Jarrell's not able to catch... Pregnant before he starts walking down the stairs. Just based on uh, how everything's how how Pregnant has always operated, Jarrell can rarely catch him before he does. The I mean, things. right yeah. now I'm not I'm not in the mental state where I want to just leave without everybody. So I am just opening up the door, maybe getting like ten to fifteen feet away from the door and kind of waiting for people to follow, saying, "Come on, everybody, let's go." I want to join the party. Is everybody following? Does anyone want to do anything else in this room before we go? Yeah, Zero is intensely interested, and the way to know a scientist is by knowing his workspace. So I would like to investigate the desk further, Um, if possible. Which one? Whichever one looks like it has the most spectacular experiment going on it. Okay, so there's the one with all the, like, some of the alchemy supplies and things like that are on. Sure. Yeah, um, why not? Go for it. Thirteen on the die plus investigation. Investigation is uh, that's crap. Just a plus one, so a fourteen. A fourteen. Uh, each of the like glass containers that are housing all the different liquids that are you know sort of strapped or, you know, like, arranged together in some sort of, like, you know, alchemical experiment here. They looked as though, I don't know, they, they, they're, they're, I guess, maybe 
viscosity and their color look unnatural to you as far as like things that, you know, you're not sure if these are compounds you've not necessarily come across in your own experiments before or ones that have been already mixed and synthesized into things that like you don't recognize them at all. They, the, the, the colors are very vibrant and they are almost completely opaque. Like? They are still and and some of the and some of the some of the liquids uh, like especially some of like the ones that are, that are more amber in color seem to be agitated. More amber in color, you say. So I'm I'm now looking for a differential from liquid time. Does it look like he was working on that here? It, 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 you could probably assume that, um, but you're you're not sure what's involved in making that, right? So you could only no. make the assumption. Like your 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 brain's already trying to suggest that, so I mean it, it could be. Could be an entirely different experiment. I'm, you're you're not wrong, but yeah. This is just I'm coming at this is the office of a known time wizard one hundred and sixty years before we met him. Yeah. Was Dr. Heinz uh, I was going to ask that same exact question. Yes. So it's clear that he's had an ability to manipulate time, at least from the moment of the foul upheaval. If he was here three days prior, he may have had information or utilized this ability to escape the impending and doom. If you guys remember some of the things he was saying when you guys were in the, the room of portals, right? Um... You know, there's a lot of stuff he couldn't share with you because it would affect, and even Zero, future Zero, or future whatever Zero right. comes, said, like, I can't tell you this stuff because then it's going to affect how you approach it, therefore changing the outcome, oh. even if you try to do things exactly the way that I described that you did them. You know what I mean? Like that's Knowing that that's how you course. did them is going to impact how you do them and therefore, Correct. <laughs> therefore affect the outcome. So, I have a couple options here. First of all, Pregnart, if there's a party out there, you can consider this the VIP room. Okay? <laughs> now, if you want to party, we can party. And Hedrick will pull his loot out. And he really um, he wants to unify the group. The first thing that he wants to do is his inspiring leader. Ah, uh, yes, okay. This gives everybody temporary hit points. Um, so normally I, I, I like to write songs about all of you guys, uh, just because I, I just find you too damn interesting. But, uh, today I want to play you something a little special. This is a song about me. <laughs> Edric has the best mustache. He flaunts his every charm. He serenades a bonnie lass. She ends up in his arms. His tantalizing gaze accentuates with every smirk. With a flicker of his whiskers, he'll teach you how to twerk. He plays for tips and locking lips with fancies in the night. From near to far, his handlebar can surely bring delight. His upper lip is well-equipped. He wears it with great pride. I'd nary bet that you'd forget dear Hedrick's mustache ride. Oh, I'll clap for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I will. I, I want to make a note of something. While you were performing that, the lap steel that was in the case started playing along like it was a player piano. Ooh. That that is inspired Hedrick. Um, he's yes. not he's not so sure he wants to give up on that endeavor. Do you normally do you normally get your own do you normally get temporary hit points for yourself when you do inspiring leader? It's any creature within 30 feet up to 6. Okay, that's cool. So there's so I would only be able actually, to ins- <clears throat> inspire everybody else. You will now also gain the benefit of that. Yay. All right. So um you get uh, my level plus my charisma, so that's twenty temporary hit points. Wow! Wow! That's right. We're level fifteen now. And he wants to say, if, if we think Doctor Hans or hell even Ebenezer is here in this moment, in this place, I could uh, maybe get some, you know. Some eyes on the situation. I might be able to scry on them. I don't know if that would be wise or a poor decision. I'd leave it up to the panel. What are you suggesting? That you leave something here? Well, no. I'm saying right now, I could get some eyes on whether or not they are here. Whether or not... You you could find them at any location in this place? Well, let let me try to describe the song to you. Uh, concentration up to 10 minutes. The target must, uh, let's see. I can hear and see a particular creature that I choose that is on the same plane of existence. It must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. If a target knows you're casting the spell, it can voluntarily uh, fail the saving throw if it wants to be observed. And yeah, it would it would create an invisible sensor within ten feet and follow them around. So you don't know. So I guess like, what target are you choosing, right? Based I would choose. Well you know them. Preferably, I choose Doctor Hans. Ebenezer's a real piece of shit. I barely exchanged any words with him. Um, well, you have to choose the target when you cast the spell, right? Mm-hmm. So. I would choose Doctor Hans if that's something we want to do. Sure. I mean, that's the group. I, I, I'm, I'm not here, right? I'm just, I'm going to tell you what happens. I'm not a scientific man. I, I, I would leave it to the, the practical studies of someone who's used to these sorts of things. Unfortunately, the guy who sent us here is, is absentee. I just want to throw this out there as a player. I don't know if any of the characters actually want to do anything with it, but wasn't Felix also here? <laughs> He was <laughs> when we left. Um, when when we left the, I'm gonna, balcony, I'm gonna rem- yes, and I'm gonna remind you of something that Felix also said um, when he was discussing that there might be a Plan B. That if it works, he may not be here when you get back. Is what he right. Said. And it might stand to reason that since Dr. Hans was the one who performed the task, he may not be here either. So I could burn it up, but I figured I'd throw it out there. I mean, there's a very good chance the that, is there. that Ebenezer would be able to resist such a spell. It's unclear whether 
Dr. Hines or Felix even would know us in this time and willingly allow us to find where they are. But they would have to make a save if they are not willing, correct? Correct. <clears throat> Wisdom. Okay. So, uh, who were you? I mean, I, I like the idea. You just got to tell me who. Right. Does anybody else want to weigh in, Captain? Mm. Whose past self do you want to surveil? <laughs> <laughs> None of all of you were not alive, right? Except, except for Hoblet and <laughs> we, we could scry hundred-year-old Hoblet, <laughs> hundred-something-year-old Hoblet, sixty-year-old yeah. Hoblet. Yeah, you go. Who knows find what it. you'll find. Oh, I know what you'll find. You're not going to like it very much, but you don't like it. <laughs> I'm okay with Heinz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Heinz makes the most sense. We're in his office. Either it will or it won't. I feel like I got a better chance. All right, I would like to cast. I'm going to scry on Dr. Heinz, see if he's around. All right, so describe to me again how like how you get the information. Does it appear as like images in your mind? Um, like how do you see it or how do you perceive it? Uh, on a failed save, the spell creates an invisible sensor within 10 feet of the target. Within you 10 feet of the target. Okay. You can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there. It moves with the target, remaining within 10 feet for the duration. And Perfect. It, the creature that can see invisible objects sees the sensor as a luminous orb about the size of my fist. The spell does not fail, nor does nor is a save required. However, what you see as you are trying to, I guess, perceive through the sensor, right, as part of this, like, effect the spell is producing, mm -hmm. is blackness. And water? <laughs> Question mark? But no Heinz. Now the only keep, thing... You keep only... looking, and you're looking at a goldfish. <laughs> I had a suspicion, and they are now confirmed. Boris, your thieving ways have complicated things once again. I'm going to have to ask you to remove... Uh, Chuck, from your pocket. <laughs> we need to have a word. Is it, though? Our pockets right. seem to be the most secure storage we have. We can mm. almost count on anything of value finding their way into them instantly. Do Ooh. any of us have speak with animals, or can we assume that goldfish speak aquin? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've got polymorph. Can I try to speak Aquan to the goldfish? <laughs> can he please? Can he please? First of all, let's. We need to back up because <laughs> Boris has this goldfish that you're talking about in her pocket, which is in which is to send these pockets act like bags of holdings. So, right. where this goldfish is is technically in an extra dimensional space. Correct. Right. is also currently like standing with her feet up against the glass case with the 
gold chalice in it with like a crowbar trying to get the glass open just like that's what she's been doing throughout this process is just still trying to get into those cases unsuccessfully yeah and funny enough like with uh, every aggressive motion you don't even scratch the glass nor the metal nor anything it's almost as if like everything you're doing has does not affect these cases like at all you you see no physical blemishes or even any signs of wear at all despite all your efforts. All right, Boris. Out with it. Boris kind of like half jumps off the side of the thing she's trying to crowbar open and like pulls Chuck up out of her pocket um, and like kind of holds the bowl in front of her and like stares directly into it at Heinz Chuck. Is the sensor now in the room? Yes. <laughs> is Hedrick still under the spell? Is he just staring into my eyes through like a fishbowl? <laughs> he's ten well, feet. He's ten feet away from the fishbowl. Looking I'm at you. Now, out of now, body now you have. I was gonna say, as it as the fishbowl moves out of this extra dimensional space, the angle and view you get <laughs> from your sensor. Uh, increases as it now takes a wider, like, you know, camera angle, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the space is no longer a confined extra dimensional space with limitless yet limited boundaries. Does it say anything in the spell about if when you're too close to the orb, does it make that like noise yeah. like two <laughs> cell phones if they're too close to each other? And <laughs> uh, Phil's just like, Hedrick's just like, no, uh, Hedrick's getting um, some new angles for something he's calling a music movie. Um, Boris, you're looking at the goldfish, and you can see it's like opening and closing its mouth, but just bubbles are coming out, and that's it. Do we um, understand that animals speak a language? We can't. Some classes can speak with animals, but we don't have well, that ability right now. I'm I don't assuming it's not speaking yeah, like Thieves Cantor under common. I've got um, detect thoughts. <laughs> I mean, before that, Boris yells at the bull, we can't hear you! <laughs> Blue? 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 I do have tongues. But I would want to know that it's an actual language before I cast tongue. Listen, I've heard a lot of ideas, but no one is actually agreeing on any of them. So well, I just need someone to, 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 to choose a thing to do. Pregnant walks up to the fishbowl. Oh, God, everyone's going. <laughs> Pregnant walks up to the fishbowl, sticks his head in using, uh, what's it, soul of the sea. I can breathe underwater. You, oh, right. Yeah, and you could and you can shape yourself to literally, like, you could become liquid and put your head inside <laughs> the bowl. Because, yeah. like, otherwise your head would be too big to fit in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just liquefy my head slightly to just squeeze <laughs> through. Um, and I'm uh, breathing underwater and speaking aquan to the goldfish. And I like it. sounds like. And I, I say this. I say. <laughs> you hear a very enthusiastic <laughs> in response. Pregnant looks really upset. 
Um, and I'd like to make an editing note here. Yes. I'm going to have Dr. Hines converse with Pregnart's internal monologue voice, please. <gasps> Wait. Because you, as Pregnart, are now going to have to translate what you're about to hear to the party through your pea brain. However, your internal monologue can have whatever educated discussion you'd like and garner whatever information you'd like, but your party will only be subjected to <laughs> the Pregnart rendition of this information and can only act on that information, at least at the start here. Okay. So, Pregnart, um, yeah. get into your internal monologue. What did you right. say? What did you say to the goldfish? Kindly, Mr. Goldfish, may you uh, bequeath us with any knowledge as to our whereabouts or our destiny. Ah! Pregnart, it is so good to talk to you. Okay, listen, there is not much time, and I can't tell you too much detail. However, you must treat the next few days extremely carefully. You only get, I forget how many, limited number of tries at this. <laughs> so you have to get it right, and you have to pay attention to the details, Pregnart. I can't tell you what to look for. All I can say is you must keep your eyes open. Good doctor. Good doctor, please. Three, I'm sorry. M -m limited tries at what? At... Well, at stopping what's going to happen if you fail. But don't worry. If you fail, we can do this again. We can only do it, though. A very limited number of times. This I'm is... counting on Felix to help me make sure things get reset properly, because I'm now, well, here. Is this uh, all that the, you can tell me? Wait. When you want to reset, is the only thing I'm going to tell you, swallow me. One of you needs to swallow the fish. <laughs> I understand. One last question. Where, where, sir, might I be able to get a chocolate sundae? I actually can't tell you that because it might affect the way that things go forward. You can only, I can't give you any advice on what to do. I can only say, very simply, pay attention to the details. Literally everybody's lives depend on it. Thank you, good doctor. But if you need to reset, don't forget, swallow the fish. Thank you, good doctor. And all everybody else heard was just the, uh, a, a, a series of what would sound like someone yelling ah! underwater. Yeah. Right. yeah. Ah! <laughs> Pragnart, would you like to give your rendition to the party of what? Yeah, he, he splurps his head out of the uh, fishbowl again. And uh, he says... Uh, that, that was that guy from before. He says we cannot get any chocolate sundae anywhere around here. <laughs> and that is where I'd love to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you like us, you could find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. Just look for at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Really, though, those places have sticky posts or other you know, information descriptions and whatnot that point you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, of which a link can also be found in the show notes of every episode. Um, join us there. That's where we are hanging out most of the time, having conversations with our audience. It's it's really, uh, you know, just a, a, a awesome community we've built up in there, uh, and we'd love to have you as a part of it. Um, really like us you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice uh we have no idea what even where even reviews are accepted anymore it seems like they have become a thing in the past so instead we encourage you to join our discord server we left a five-star channel in there and i think we say some nice things about the show we'll say some nice things about you back on the air they still have uh reviews on itunes i think yeah it's just like i think one of the only services that still does that. apple podcasts Whatever iTunes is. Does yeah. iTunes exist? Who knows? Who knows? I haven't used it. any of us exist, man? <laughs> well. But that being said, wherever you choose to leave us a review, whether it's on our in our Discord server or if it's through an email, at gmail.com or through whatever podcast service of your choice, we'll read it on air and say some nice things about you. Like uh, this person. Uh, we have a very short and sweet one from Furry Murray Man on our discord server you guys rock love you so much we love you too furry murray i remember you were like one of the first person people who were like tweeting us way back in the day when we first started thanks dude you're Cheater. awesome five stars furry man five star furry us? i give his review for a long time ago yeah but this was on discord um, so uh anyways that's just what you could do if you really like us but if you really really like us you could donate to our patreon it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes we have a whole manner of different rewards for you behind the scenes audio bloopers notebooks i mean we have is you know whatever stuff we could collect as a way to say thank you we've tried to put it on there as you know to, it's because it's, it's people like you that have helped keep our show running helped us pay for equipment helped us pay for hosting costs i mean really it's just it's i i i I have unending gratitude for the people who have been with us for so long and who have, you know, essentially helped fund this little amateur show of ours into something, you know, to, I don't know, something pretty special, I'd say. I really want to get a group of us together and I'll, I'll do, whoever's willing, do the, do the one chip challenge and uh, film that for a little, for a little uh, Patreon reward. Sure. Okay. I'm willing. I, who's, who's willing? I am. I saw what Phil. Is it? Phil's I don't willing. know what it is. It's, it's just a really, clip. it's one chip. They each cost $7 and oh it's God. like, it's like just absolutely coated, just sh- sh- shellacked with uh, like ghost pepper or like Carolina Reaper powder. No, no, no. James no. is out. It's me and Phil so far. So I'm in. Let us, let us know. Okay. Franzen. I'm in. I could Franzen. probably survive it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. That's not I mean, the point. Would be, would be You're very... not supposed to enjoy it. <laughs> Darn I mean, it! Far away. The fact that They're it's seven dollars gonna... already is painful. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was gonna say if I'm gonna pay seven dollars for something, I really want to enjoy it. Well, it's to be the friends we, we made make... along the way. I well, we'll we'll make the 
pa- that Patreon level seven dollars or something. That'll be an extra. <laughs> that'll be an extra add-on. And if we we can only do it as for as long as we have enough Patreon uh, subscribers to support it. God, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure uh-huh. out the deets. I'll do it. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Get a porcupine costume and make it uh, sort of uh, cyborg uh, related, and uh, <laughs> you know, modify it with uh, robot parts and uh, appendages and apertures and uh, ar- arm armatures and stuff. A sort of robo pine, cyborgupine, cyborgupine, exactly. <laughs> Robopine? Hell no. Cyborcupine is where I'm going. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, plop yourself down in, in a, a public square and uh, explain to the people, mm, Hello, I am Cyborcupine. I came from the future. The only way to save your present is by listening to Hapless Heroes Podcast. And then uh, break dance like a robot and uh, play, play our podcast for, for the public. Doable. Doable. Strange. <laughs> but doable. That's I just what you got to do if you, want, if you want us to know that you like us. Right now you like us. Right. Sally Field. And the whole deal. Wow. Well, uh, I guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro my lovely cast in reverse order this time, starting on my virtual... I mean, I say virtual right, but everyone's arranged in sort of a strange grid. We have... James has hopped with the Smasher. When are we? What is happening? Nicole as Boris the Butcher. So is is Chuck gone or are Chuck and Dr. Hines one now? Zach as Pregnart. Ah. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Why is How Not to Kill Yourself in the sci-fi section? Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Oh, what I would do to get that steel in my lap. John is Lord Jarrell the Light. I'm sure we can find you a Sunday somewhere, Pregnant. Ah. And Dave is Zero, Valen's Avatar 4. We bid you good night. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Adios. Goodbye. Goodbye.